I want to stay in this atmosphere, but I also feel that I'm supposed to continue with the plan for the day. And it's, it's okay to stay here in this place. It's okay to stay here in this place because there are things that are happening and for a testimony to begin to come forward. And the reason I say that is because I told you that, I told you that when you are, when you are, when your heart is given to God, that doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect and that doesn't mean everything goes right. But your heart being given to God means that you desire, you desire to be in his will. You may not be, we can be, we can be stupid, but that doesn't change who God sees us as. We can make mistakes, but that doesn't change who God sees us as. And if we understand who he is, then that always keeps the line open, if you will. You know, sometimes you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. You, you call somebody. And you just sit there on the phone with them. But the, the comfort is you know that they are there. But when you hang up, you're just not sure. When you keep your mind and your heart stayed upon God and you understand who he is, he's your savior. He's the one that can bring you out. He's the one that can bring you back. He's the one that can fix it. When you keep understanding that, no matter what route you take, you keep that line open and sure of that. And it's, it's only then that you can turn around, that you can seek him, that you can maybe hear his voice. And so I talk about being led by the spirit. And when you know that you're not in tune or you know something's off or something's wrong, being willing to step away, being willing to step back and say, God, I'm not really sure what's going on. But, hey, I need I need to do this because I need to hear you. I need to get in a place. I need to shoot. I need to know if you are real. Sometimes that's where we're at. And so with that being said, I'm going to ask if Jeanne will come up and she's going to begin to share a bit of testimony, a bit of her, her story. And remember, we were in the same place that we've been, you know, being the church. And, and what you have to understand is all of this that you see, all of this is a part of being the church. Being open and willing to stay in a place where God can move and speak to us. Being open and willing to allow God to have the stage. You don't have to manufacture something. Just let him be who he is. Just letting him be who he is. Go ahead, Johnny. At church, um, mom always had me in church. We had prayer, just completely surrounded by Christianity and 
just everything church. That was what what my life was. Um, I had been singing on worship teams for forever, um, serving in church, doing all of the um, kids' service, Sunday schools, all of that. And last year, I kind of fell off, I guess you could say. Um, If you didn't notice, I wasn't really here very much. And when I was here, I came in late and left early because I didn't want to deal with or have to explain why I wasn't here. But the reason that I wasn't here, as he was saying earlier, I sing on the worship team, but when I would be up here singing, it was like the enemy was constantly whispering to me. Every word that I would say, he'd be like, is that real? Do you really believe that? Mm, That may not really be true. And so I had to step down because I didn't want that to come through my worship. I didn't want that to be what was given to you all. And in that, I kind of stepped out and away from church and everything. At least I tried to, but as I said, that's all I know. So I was definitely one of those like, I'm not talking to God right now. I'm just taking a break. But then I'd be doing something and be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Dang it. Never mind. <laughs> um, so even throughout all of that, I couldn't stay away. So the whole time I was out, I spent time at home watching services, just trying to get caught back up. And I've always struggled with knowing when God was speaking or hearing what he was saying to me directly. And that's been a lot of my problem that I've dealt with. Um, So in that time of being at home, I decided that I wanted to try to seek him out and build an actual relationship with him and not let it be a religion. I always, I always, um, the song that says, I don't want to go through the motions. There's multiple songs like that. And each time I would listen to them, I would kind of, you know, fill a pang in my heart. Like, you're pretty much going through the motions. Show up at church on Sunday sing on the worship team, say hello, hug a few people, smile, and, you know, go on throughout your week and then wash and repeat. So I decided while I was at home, I was going to try to seek out God and figure out how I can listen and hear him better. I'm still working on it, but I'm actually putting effort into it and trying to study my word and listen to what he has to say. And I've found that it's not like, I was always wanting to hear this voice whisper in my ear. And it's not always that, which I'm sure we've all heard that, but I remember there was something that I was asking God for or asking him about And I was like, I just need you to give me a sign so that I'll know what I'm supposed to do. And then 
my brother texts me and whatever he texts me, it was exactly what I had asked God about. And I was like, oh my gosh, God just used you to tell me da 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 da. And <laughs> I was legitimately so excited and like so overwhelmed because I was like, I did it. I heard you. I understood you. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm still working on that. And at the beginning of the year, I felt like I heard from him that it was time for me to come back to church. And I mean, I'm here now, still working on everything that I have to deal with, still trying to listen in hard to hear his voice and follow him and let the spirit lead me in everything that I do. And I get so frustrated because as I said, I'm still working on it and I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I'm one that needs to know or would like to know if we're going here, how are we getting there? What time will we get there? Who's riding with me? How, what, like, are we driving or am I getting on a plane? Am I supposed to turn left and then right? Do I turn left, take a few steps and then turn right? So he's definitely working on me with that and trying to have control and know exactly what's gonna happen. And I also prayed for patience. We all know how that goes. But so far, things are going well. And my car is gone. And so my family is down to one car right now. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I will be patient. <laughs> I will wait for you to show me what I'm supposed to do, what car I'm supposed to have, you know, where I'm supposed to go. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. One of the things when I was, when God laid John A. on my heart, uh, the thing that came to my mind was being the church isn't perfect. Um, so what happens when clarity isn't HD, let alone 4K, right? HD used to be the thing, right? And now, now sometimes things aren't HD and they're already talking about 4K, right? And it's... It's like you want that clarity, but that clarity isn't always there. Um, and sometimes that has to do with the time we're putting into uh, listening. And sometimes that just has everything to do with God's just not saying uh, maybe what it is you wanted to hear. Uh, sometimes that's God's not, uh, not even talking because he said something to you a long time ago that you already knew that you didn't like and you just kept marching along as if he was gonna say something different. And all of these feelings happen in the midst of that. But what I loved about what, Jean, what, what God brought to my mind about Jeanne is um, when you're unclear, when, when you're not sure the best thing to do is to, is to shore up your foundation and then get back to it. Um, God, God told me before she told me that 
she was going to step away, that she was going to walk away, you know. And so when she came, you know, and was like, hey, I think, and I was like, ah, yeah, you're good. I already know. <laughs> do what you need to do. You know what I mean? Um, and it was funny because just like right close in the same vicinity of her saying, God told me I need to go back. You know, he was like, it's time for her to come back. And I'm like, do I tell her that? Or are you going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, is she going to hear you or does she need to hear me? You know, um, and I did. I heard him. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to go tell her. She she got it on her own. And, and like she said, she's hearing God for herself. And though it may not be everything that she's wanting, that's part of being the church. You, you press in. Sometimes it requires us to press in to him, into the situation. Um, you hear me say, take a step back. Taking a step back doesn't mean you just completely walk away. It means that you stop trying to do things that you're not supposed to do. You understand? Like, it, you know, if I'm a pastor and I know I'm, I'm having some issues, I'm not going to continue to attempt to be the pastor I've been. I'm going to take a step back. And that may mean, you know, I'm going to just sit on the pew and worship. You know, that may mean I, I need to go back to the parking lot and park some cars. You know, it depends on where I'm at and what's what I'm dealing with. Right. And the truth is, little do we know it, is that when we went, okay, that first step is obedience. Here, let me, let me, I'm speaking to somebody very specific right now. That first step is obedience to God. And the only way that first step can be obedience to God is that means you hurt him. You heard him. He is real to you. That's a beautiful thing. Because if you've ever been unsure about that, and somehow you end up, whether it's you end up at, the, at the, the altar, or whether it's you end up calling someone to say, you know, forgive me, or I'm sorry, or whatever, and in your heart, you're wondering, man, God, is this like, I need to hear you. I don't know what to do. Guess what? You've already taken the first step. That means you've already heard him. When she decided I need to take a step away, if she didn't think she was hearing God, guess what? You heard God then. You just didn't know that that's what it was. You were walking in obedience in that moment. Right? So. I want to continue, but I'm going to ask everyone that was up here last week, if you can join me up here now, and then we're going to move on to Mr. Noah. And I want to set up Noah, because last week we closed, and we talked about how do you even get to this place without first having a relationship. Again, everything Jeanne said just is right in line with where we were going. Everything that happened today in worship, seeking the Holy Spirit to lead. It's okay, Miss Holly. You don't have to be perfect. 
Folks, this is part of being the church. You might have some makeup run because the tears are flowing. You first have to have that one-on-one relationship. We heard it here. Johnny says she had to step away and she had to, you know, I, I, need, I, need to, I need to know that I know Christ for myself. I need to know that I know God for myself. Right? And then you heard the other stories. Still, each one of them having to know that they're hearing God for themselves. It can't be my mom. It can't be my dad. It can't be my wife. It can't be, like, it has to be my personal situation. And the thought for Noah was being the church starts with a personal submission and focus to one. I live for God. I am the church. So how does that work when you're just a teen and you are subject to your parents' life? This young man... This young man, I've been able to see that. I've been able to see that up close and personal. Again, being the church is not perfect. So what you're about to hear is not going to be perfect. But it is going to be real. I have no idea what he's going to say. This is, this is Noah. This is Noah Strong. And for those of you that know Noah, <laughs> we'll say this. Those of you that know Noah, you know he knows God. Amen. But God did create him to be a little interesting. <laughs> so Noah, just share with us what that is. How does, how does that work for you? Okay. <clears throat> Hello. Okay. Oh, geez. What's up, guys? <laughs> okay. All right. So I obviously was not always like this. I'm not. I used to be very quiet. I would not go and praying for people and coming to the altar. I didn't do that stuff. One time I could, this is like where I think that really started was at my old church. I'd gotten really close to everyone in that youth group. And we went to a church camp. I don't remember what it was called. It was like Camp Machendo or something. And this was like the first year I ever went to like a camp. I didn't really know what it was like. And like I went to worship. Everyone's like going to the front. They're like, oh, Noah, come on. What are you doing? And I'm like, obviously not. I was like, no, I'll sit back here. It's fine. And so I waited. It lasted like an entire week. And I just did all the like fun activities that were like going down a water slide and all that. And then the last day I had saw... It was either, I think it was, it was Micah or Malachi. They were up there and they were really like, they were like on their knees crying and stuff. And I was just, I had like seen that before because I grew up in a church and I would see my parents be crying and stuff. And I would be like, oh, are you okay? What's wrong? 
They didn't really understand what it was going on. And so then I was like, I want to feel that too. And I would just, I started talking to God and then I was like, what, like, what am, like, what is for me? Like, what are you going to have me do? And so I was sat there in the back and then God was like, it was so weird. It was like, he point, he gave me a face of this guy that was in the crowd. Um, I don't remember his name, but like, God said, okay, you want to do something? This, this guy, he's been struggling with um, abuse from his father. And it was weird. I was like, okay, um, I don't know this guy. He probably doesn't want me. And God said, yes, go and pray for him. I didn't really know how to pray for people, but I went for it. And this kid, he was like, he was like, thank you so much. Like, how did you know? I, I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> like, what can I say? I was like, <sighs> and that was like the m- moment I was like, this is what I, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what like the church is for is like, just, <sighs> we help each other out. We like stay after God and just, <sighs> Yeah. It was really crazy. Then after that, it was just like, it was still kind of weird, but it was like, kind of like, I know, I know my friend is struggling with this, so why can't God, why can't we pray that God helps him with that and he can get through it because God is God and he's all powerful. And then that church started to fall apart a little bit. Nobody was coming to the youth group and then I was like, it, I just started to lose it a little bit, and at that moment, I only had, like, one, I, I, I started to get focused on this one person that he used to be my best friend, like, I was like, he's really, and, like, God is using him in big ways, and I started to, like, put my trust in him, I think, more than God, and then um, one day, we stopped being friends, I'm not going to go into that because it doesn't matter, but we stopped being friends. And then I kind of was angry at God for that happening. And I didn't want to go to church. I tried to go back to my old church, but it just, no one was really there. And so it was hard. And then I finally decided to come here because my dad kept asking me. And I was like, no, there's no kids there. I don't know why I, didn't, I thought that because now there's like 50 of us. <laughs> But I went, and it was fun, so I kept coming back. And then it was the first worship night. Like, I had not prayed for anyone in months. But um, I hope you don't care. Micah, I know he had stuff going on, and I was like, God was like, Noah, just pray for him. He needs this. I didn't really know anyone, so everyone was just kind of shocked, I think. (laughs) I was hearing stories, like, oh, Noah did this. I prayed for Micah, and I just, I started speaking in tongues. I was just, and that's when I started getting back into church and all that. Um, it also is hard when I have two, like, my parents split up. I think you know that. So, Olahana's not my real mom, but she's really cool. <laughs> and so, it's like, and it is hard when, like, my mom wants me to come to her church because, obviously, she's my mom, but my dad also wants me to come to his church because he's my dad, and so it's just, 
it is hard balancing that. And I remember a time when I went back to my old church because my mom wanted me to go. And I went back to youth group and it was only three people there, but like they, they were going every single like youth. They would still go because they were seeking God. And then um, it was supposed to be worship night over at this church. And then I remember, I think John called me or something. He was like, where are you at? And then I told him where I was at. And then he said, all right, well, then have a worship night there or something along those lines. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. That's a good idea because I hadn't seen these people in a long time. And I'm like, why don't I just check up on them? And so I just, during worship, I went to the front and I was like, guys, like, do you want prayer? Because... Yeah, I love praying for people, and it just, and, like, they all were just, like, yes, even the youth pastor, she also wanted prayer, and it just felt really good. It's, like, it's, just like, I feel, I don't feel, it's just so awesome when you just feel God, and he's telling you all these things to say. Like, I, I don't remember a lot of the stuff I say when I'm praying, because that's all God speaking through me. And I do try to remind myself a lot, this is not you, Noah, this is God, because I don't want to take credit for anything that he's doing. He's just using me. And yeah, was there anything else I missed? And can I just tell you, this is why I love this young man. Um, he's, I think he's my spirit animal. I'm just, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um, you talk about being led by the Spirit. Um, again, I always, I, I, you'll hear me say this a lot, and it's because I want to be clear. I want everybody to be 100% clear that I, I depend on God so heavily. I depend on God so heavily, and um, when, I'm, when I'm unsure and when I might be getting it wrong, I want people to know that I might get it wrong, you know? And so you'll hear me say, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect, you know, these people aren't perfect, you know, it's constantly putting that out there so that people are aware, not that we want to harp on the fact that we're imperfect, but we want to be sure, we want to be clear that our imperfection um, doesn't take us out. It, it, if we turn to God, then it actually puts us more in um, because it's, it's the imperfect that God wants to work through because it's there he can be seen the most. Um, he'll work through anybody. Don't get me wrong. You can be, you know, a millionaire um, and God will use you. That's fine. But <clears throat> Noah is like, I don't always get it right. My life is not perfect. But what I do know, what I do know is that God wants to use me here in this moment. And, and him knowing his imperfection, him knowing that he doesn't do this without God, you will find Noah praying or talking, and then he'll go, yeah, okay, yep, I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, yes, 
He gets it. He gets it. You know what I mean? Like, he'll just, you know, uh, okay. You know, and, and yes, in this moment, he's kind of sharing a testimony, but I'm talking in the midst of praying for somebody, in the midst of, you know, sharing what God says. You know, he was down in, in youth group one time, and he's like, God really wants this, and he wants us to do such and such. And I, oh, wait, never mind. Hold on. No, I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Was it a, a beautiful close to, uh, you know, an awesome word of God? No, it wasn't. But it, what it was, it was clear that he was like, I'm not going any further than I'm supposed to go. What would, what, would, what would happen if we could learn to do that? I mean, but so many of us adults, you know, and, and young people like, you know, it's like, the Lord told me that he wants you. And I know, nope, 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 that was it. That's why you didn't hear nothing else. You just, God wants you and that's it. You know, you want to go in and talking about, you know, everything else. And it's like, no, just stop. And so I love that about him. And you hear his walk, his walk has been personal. His walk has been personal. And he's got two families, right, where they're both in church and he's making decisions on where to go and what to do and all this stuff like that. And in the midst of all of that, the one thing that continued to be clear to him is, all right, I'm here. I'm about to pray for some people. Let's go. I love it. I absolutely love it. So that is why each one of these stories were here on the stage this last week and this week. Um, I think that was your phone, Holly. Golly, I'm just joking. <laughs> it was Janae's. I know. <laughs> Her and my mom have an affinity for setting alarms. <laughs> it's time to put on your shoes. Okay. I'm just joking. Oh, it's the alarm. The church is over. Yeah. <laughs> can you give me can you give me the lights because we are can you give me the lights? somebody turn the lights on out there um give me that first slide give me the title slide real quick um or actually give me the one that you were about to give me I'm sorry you had it up you was about to yes I am the church each one of these stories each one of these stories speaks to these individuals or couples you know, being able to make that statement, living that statement, right, that I am the church. This is what it looks like. We went from, you know, full-blown leadership for years to, you know, servanthood, wherever you want to put me at, I'm ready to go, just not leadership. And then, I'm just joking. <laughs> but that's accurate, though. Yeah, it is. That's important to hear. You know, there are people that are like, I want to do everything I can in the church, but I don't want to be in front. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, don't give them ammo. Goodness. <clears throat> you know, to, you know, hey, I know that I'm doing, I'm, I'm working, I'm serving, but wait a second, something's not right. I need to pull back before I mess with God's children. Man, that's huge. That's huge. That is a heart after God. 
That is reverence. Everything that I was reading in that scripture, that is reverence. That is wisdom. That is obedience. That is everything that, that it was saying that David wanted to be as he was led by the Spirit. And for those of you that know David's story, listen, David, he went off on God a few times. He definitely was out of order a few times. But at the end of the day, he knew where his help came from. And because of that, he was able to get back on track and, and be used by God to be what really would be the church, right? So with that being said, I know it is, it is time, it's wrap-up time, and I'm done, but I want, to, I want to open the floor real quick for questions. I asked these folks if they'd be willing to field a few questions if there were any, and you may not have any, and that's fine. But if you have any questions for these guys, um, you know, you just have a question in general about being the church, you know, for you, what's that look like, or whatever. Um, anybody? Any, any questions, any thoughts? Feel free, don't hesitate. Of course. <laughs> Joking. Here. Oh. Well, I, I want to make sure that um, people on the, if they're on there. <clears throat> I'm going to hold on to the mic. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Testimony service, like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, um, I have a question for Jean A. <laughs> um, Jean A, I was just wondering, during your sabbatical, what all did you, do you feel like you learned during that time? Like, I know that you were working on yourself and things like that, but what change and growth do you see in yourself? What's the difference? Well, I feel like I'm definitely waiting more and kind of listening to hear what God has to say, which sometimes can bite me in the butt because then I'll freeze and I'm like, did I hear you say that or is that what I'm supposed to do? But yeah, definitely that. Um, I feel like I'm closer to God, like on my own. It's not because my mom goes to church or because she said, you know, um, I try to study out his word to find answers or, you know, whatever, just to get to know God. I know I did, or I, like I did a lot of Bible studies that were just getting to know God and getting to know his character. Um, Cause it's always said, that's how you hear him. If you know, his character, you know how he would feel, how he would answer this, you know, moment, question, whatever it is. That's good. That's good. I have a... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have another question over here. Pastor John. You let me hold the mic. <laughs> uh, I've got a question for Noah. Um, Noah. Um, you talked about going in 
just doing what you felt called to do every single time, praying for people, calling out sin in their life, things like that. So we have a bunch of um, your peers that are in the room right now, and we've been talking about boldness for God. What would you say is the main thing that makes you so bold for God, and and what would you say to all these people who are looking for that boldness as well? Um, you know, I really don't know. I just have to do it sometimes. I I think I try to make myself uncomfortable a lot of the time. So, like, you'll see me sometimes, like, I'll be the only one up in the front. And it's just like, okay, well, if I, like, it's like little things that I do to stand out that help me whenever, like, I need to do something big that I'm, like, really uncomfortable with. Like, sometimes I'll just come over to this side and it just really helps me to be more confident in myself. I love this. Listen to me. I have preached this over and over, and I promise this dude is just walking out the things like, like do the opposite of what it is you want to do. It's just that simple. Lord, you want me to talk to this person? I don't really want to do it because I got to. You know what I'm saying? Like. Why is everybody raising their hands? Oh, is it because it's okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just if it feels uncomfortable, like if it's pertaining to God, it's like, man, oh, I don't want to go. Like, just step out there. Sometimes you just got to step out there. And I know somebody, like, somebody's going to take that all wrong. But just listen to this man. Like, he is, he is working himself into... Uh, it's, it's obedience. You can't hear God? Then take a step when you thought you did. You know what I mean? It could be this. What did you say? It could be the simplest thing. You know, go stand out there up front. What for what, God? Like you're now you're having an argument. What am I doing that for? <laughs> Ain't nobody else out front. Like, why would I do that? He like just uh, like you hear that. Is it going to kill anybody? Is anybody going to go away from Jesus? No, go stand out front. Here I am. I'm out here, Lord. I don't know what for. You know what I mean? Like, that's beautiful. Continue if you had more. If you didn't, that's fine. <laughs> No, I'm done. Okay. I think. <laughs> Let's go. I got another question. <laughs> I got another question right here. What? Okay. Okay. I'm going to go to this one. I got the mic too, Tanyata. Yep. I got um. it. I got it. I'll do the, the, the nice pool. That's the, the Pentecostal pool. <laughs> All right. My question is for Alan and Shreya. I know that um, when you were talking last week, Alan, you had talked about um, having, you know, a little bit of burnout from ministry and just needing to take that time with you and your family to kind of take a step back and just rest for a minute. My question is, like, what are you doing now to kind of help prevent that as much as you can from happening again? You know, I know a lot of people that constantly go, go, go in ministry, a lot of times they just get to that point where it's like, I can't go anymore, you know, and they need that little bit of God. So how are you and your family kind of like working through it this time so that you don't reach that point again? I don't know. <laughs> you have anything to say on that? 
Um, I, I think the bigger part of that is the atmosphere and the people. Um, we have people who are willing to not purposely do that to somebody else. Um, and yeah, like right now, I think most of the church lives within two blocks of each other. So uh, it helps that the kids being more involved in ministry, other kids are. So even just not having to drive kids 30 minutes by yourself and lose a few hours or drive 30 minutes back. If there's a benefit to being in Xenia, that's probably what it is. But no, right now, I'd, we're still happy serving and even happier that we don't feel like we're being taken advantage of. And if that began to happen, then we know right away we're going to have to say something um, because when, when things begin to look not genuine from leadership, it's not going to be genuine for me either, and we're going to get bitter real fast. Um, that's my whole message. <laughs> I love, I'm coming, I'm coming. I, I love what he said right there. Um, and it's, it's kind of difficult for me to speak on this or to this, but it's important uh, because if we have future leaders here in the house, if we have people who, you know, aspire or God is calling them, then this is something that you, didn't, that you need to know as a leader in the church, it is your responsibility, right? Uh, that's why they're shepherds, right? That's why it's called you're, you're a shepherd or um, <clears throat> an apostle or whatever, you know, like if you're looking at Bible days, that's what the leaders, the names that they had, um, disciples. But those people are aware, they're aware of, um, I, was, I was an Allen. Okay, like literally I was the sound guy, the media guy, the, you know, I was the every guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, at some point in ministry, I was John Jeffries, Allen, and, you know, five other people all wrapped into one. And I know what it feels like. And when there is an expectation that you're going to be there every moment, that's where that that burnout kind of begins. But when your pastor says, hey, I understand that you have a family. I understand that you are an individual. I understand that you need time as well. Then you don't feel that way. You feel like you can, you've got some freedom to kind of step away. And the crazy thing is, is when you have that freedom, you almost don't want to. You know what I mean? But then that's where, again, leadership needs to say, you know what? Maybe you need to not be here. Maybe you need to go, you know? And they're like, well, what does that mean? It means I want you to take a break. I want you to walk away for a minute, right? That's what being a, a good, you know, good leadership, good uh, shepherd, you know, is, is being able to tell your people, hey, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? And you just got to hope that they're following God enough that they won't just completely you know, dip out and never come back to help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, Jesus, that's two days now. Where are they been? And you know, like, you know. <laughs> but no, you just trust God because that's all leading. Another question. I'm going to let you hold the mic. I got your tail, Bill. No, I got your tail. <laughs> no, really, real quick, I just wanted to um, piggyback off of what he just said. Um, 
you know that it's... Let me make sure. Let's see what I'm supposed to say. No. Okay. Listen. Just wait. God worked for six days. The seventh day he rested. And I know our society now, we don't rest on Sunday like they did. And that's not what we're supposed to do. Um, I know some people have to work on Sundays. I get that. Um, but the whole reason why he did that was to model to us what we're supposed to do. He intended for us to rest. He wants us to rest. So it's very important if your Sabbath has to be on, mo on a Monday because that's when you're off work, you need to rest. Not continue doing a whole bunch of work at home. You know, that is your day to rest. Remember that. That is like a commandment. He modeled that for us at the very beginning. Seven day we rest. With that being said, since my favorite little lady doesn't like to say anything, don't do it. I'm doing it. Shreya. <laughs> so she goes, I just... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Shreya, I just want to know, I, I've watched you. It's an easy thing, just calm down. I've watched you. She said, you get up here. I've watched you and have admired you for years, for years. You and Alan, which I normally call Arnold because, you know, whatever. But... um. You guys are amazing. I mean, you guys are so multi-talented. And I love the fact that your consistency and your stability and the way that you didn't care what other people said about how you raise your kids. And my brother and them sort of on that same kick. But you guys did a great job with your kids. Like, they are amazing. I want to know how you feel after doing all the VBSs, and I mean everything for the VBSs, and they were amazing, Lego people, Lego stores, Lego whatever, they have the biggest creative minds that I've ever seen. Sherea, you're able to chill now a little bit. What does that look like for you? That was it. She was showing you. That's it. That's, that's what it's like. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and this is it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, any more, any other questions? I, you know, like, we're on your time now. But, you know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure everybody has been able to kind of get some questions in. Holly's by herself. I think now's a good time to, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, thank you all. Um, I really hope, I really hope that you were able to get something from this. I really felt, what? He wants to know to ask you, has it been hard You know, with 
husband, a coach, um, a drummer, sometimes he's a sound guy. How is that for you? Um, I mean, that's funny. Like, at first I was like, I, for a split second I was overwhelmed with that question. And then instantly, man, God is so good. God is so good. I've already said it. I've already said it. My leader, knowing, now I need you to hear this, because this is good. This is so good. My leader, knowing who I am, what I'm capable of, what I'm willing to do, put me in a situation to lead a church with someone else. After years of doing <clears throat> a lot of things, slow build, you know, I got married, we got in youth ministry, and had a kid all together, huh? What she said, I don't know, I know. We look at that as being slow, right? Kid, kid marriage ministry all in one go, and then just building from there, you know, doing different things and whatever until, you know, <clears throat> There's so much that's going on. And I believe that my God knowing when I needed a break or when I needed a rest or whenever, you know, he, he set it up to be that way. Um, but then I'm also following him and I'm being obedient. <clears throat> um, and, and at times I will, each one of these stories are the things that I, that I do. Like, I hear all that they say, and I agree. You know, I stand up here and I say, hey, I approve this message. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100%. Because I can go from each situation. I was a young man that um, I, I went between churches. And it wasn't because I was church hopping. It was because, um, you know, just the way my life had been lined up, I got something from this youth group that I didn't get from mine. Um, but in the midst of doing that, I made sure that I was doing whatever God had for me to do when I was in these different places. And I grew more. I didn't go to my youth group um, at my church. And unfortunately, it was because I didn't feel like God was being given enough there. You know, so I sat in church on Sunday morning. There was no youth sitting in church on Sunday morning. I was because I wanted the word. And I knew my pastor was bringing it every Sunday. So I was soaking it up. You know what I mean? Um, and then on Wednesdays, I would go to somebody else's youth group because I knew that they were having nights of worship. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been coming to this youth group instead of staying at mine, to be very honest. Like, that's why I love Pastor John and all he's doing. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's beautiful. You're setting an atmosphere. You're setting up. You're giving good word, him and Kelly. Like, yes, you know, and then <clears throat> Jeanne. There was a season in my life when I did the same thing. I took a step back because I knew that I was becoming toxic, you know, and I was like, you know what, Lord? I need to get back. I need to get my foundation sure. You know, and so I did that, went through a season, and I got back on track, and everything's going good. What my wife said, that's when he met me. <clears throat> I don't know if that's what you want to say, babe. I don't know. The... <laughs> no, but, but in all honesty, I didn't turn away from God, 
right? Like I knew that he was my help. I knew that I needed him 100%. But what I didn't need was all of the other expectations. And I'm not saying that that's what she feels, but that's what it was for me, right? Like all of these different leaders and pastors were looking at me and they're like, you're called, you've got a gift and you've got potential, you've got abilities. And I did have all of that, but they were more concerned about that and what they wanted to get from me than they were about who, who I was as an individual and, and my spiritual needs and growth and all that stuff like that. So I took a step away. Unfortunately, it wasn't the greatest. Again, you, we, we have to be careful. We have to be careful because what are we doing that's pushing people away from God, so to speak? You know what I mean? It's not God that's pushing people away. It's people that's pushing people away. You know what I mean? So we might have to, we have to check that as, as people because that's what it came down to. But thank the Lord, I loved God 100%. So when I stepped away, I didn't step away from God. I stepped away from people. You know what I mean? And because of that, I was able to God bought me a wonderful wife, you know what I'm saying, in that time frame. So I was blessed still, you know. <clears throat> um, and then <laughs> you <laughs> stop, keep going. <clears throat> no, don't stop. <laughs> and then, you know, with Alan and, and Sharia, you know, uh, there was a season in my life, again, I was doing all those different things, and it was because I, I wanted to. I was happy to. I loved it. Like, I literally loved it. Um, and then fast forward to now, you know, being in ministry for multiple years, getting in early, lived that life, been there, done that, and, and knowing I have to continuously stay open to what God wants, right? Always listening and being willing to be obedient. Sometimes doing what doesn't necessarily make me comfortable. I am, I've said this before from the pulpit, basketball coach, not, a, not an athlete, not a sports person, none of that. But being led by the Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, he gave me knowledge. He gave me understanding. He gave me wisdom. He gave me quickly all that I needed to go out and be a basketball coach. And I'm a good basketball coach. And, and I'm not saying that to pat myself in the back. I'm saying that because in a situation where I thought I shouldn't be there, and please hear me, this happens a lot, because I may seem like, you know, man, Pastor Dwayne just, woo, he, he is confident, you know, maybe borderline conceited. If you, if, uh, <laughs> that's why you don't want friends and family to be going to your church. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> um, I will tell you this is something that I like to call God confidence. If you're close to me, you've heard me say that. I have God confidence, not self confidence. Okay. I know with God, you know, I don't just, the, the scripture is not all things, you know, that's not just a scripture to me. That's real to me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? And without him, I'm nothing, you know? And that's why people continue to ask me back or ask me to do things. It's not because of who I am. It's because of who God is in me. So how do I do this? How do I continue to do this? It's because I know who God is in me. And like Noah, when it's time to shut up, it's time to shut up. And now it's time to shut up. <laughs> so um, that's that. If you have any more questions for any of these people, I'm sure they'd be willing to talk to you. Jane, stop it. Sharia, 
No. <laughs> you too, Holly. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Notice, I actually talked John in and saying something. The other three, they like, I'll let him talk, you know, or two. <clears throat> um, but I'm sure they'd be willing to talk to you, answer questions. But guys, I need you to know that this is what it is to be the church. This is what it is to be the church. You heard the testimony, uh, mine included. You, you know, uh, that was a little piece, but it comes down to your foundation. Who do you put your trust in? Who do you lean on? Who are you going back to day after day after day? If it's not God, then you're going to struggle. But if it is God, then you, you are being the church. You are being the church. If you keep God first, you keep following God, you keep being obedient, you are being the church. All right? Anything else you guys would like to say? No? You good? Thank you very much. Can we give these folks a hand clap? <laughs> and then let's praise God one time. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you for all you do. Thank you, God. And we'll just close in prayer. Lord God, we just come to you. We honor you. We lift you up. We give you praise. We worship you. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who you offered up as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, Lord God, so that we could be in communion with you, in relationship with you, so that we could pray to you and just come to you with everything, all of who we are, um, and all our imperfections, Lord God, and we could come and, and be on our knees at your feet, Lord God, humbly seeking your face. Lord God, we just thank you and we praise you that your grace is sufficient. Lord God, we thank you and praise you that your mercies are long-lasting. Your love is, is all-surrounding. Lord God, we thank you and praise you that in our life, no matter how hectic or crazy it is, we can continue to do all that we do with peace, with peace that supersedes and, and, and doesn't have any understanding within our, own, our small minds. Lord God, we can live that life with peace, and it's only because of you, your Holy Spirit, your Son, and what he done. We thank you for that. Father, I just pray for each one of these people on the stage that you would continue to minister to them, continue to speak to them, lead them, and fill them up with your Holy Spirit to overflowing so that they can continue to make a difference, Lord God, in their lives. And then I pray for each and every person in uh, each seat out there in the pulpit, online, if they're still watching, Lord God, I pray for them that you would minister to them. Lord God, help them to understand to be the church only takes being completely submitted to you, Father. And I pray that, that you would help them to understand that. And, and Lord God, that they would continue to seek you for your wisdom and that they would continue to follow your lead. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we all said, amen. Love you guys. Have a wonderful day.